TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Special Edition is a production of Intercom Communications. Thanks for joining us this week on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we're going to hear from Dennis Curtin. He's the Wise Markets Director of Public Relations, and he's going to give us an update on how they're working to raise funds for disabled veterans of America with Veterans Day coming up this week. We'll also meet Dr. Clemens Shermer. He's the Vice Chair of Neurosurgery at Geisinger Health Systems. He's going to tell us how they're trying to improve state protocols for stroke patients. And we're going to meet a stroke patient who says, yes, it can happen to you. We'll start off special edition today with Megan Loftus, CEO of Friends of the Poor, and Linda Robeson, Chair of the Friends of the Poor Family to Family Program. Both events are coming up this year, but they're going to be a little bit different. And tell us about what you have coming up. So we're getting ready to kick off our 44th annual Thanksgiving Community Program. It'll look a little bit different this year than it has the last 43 uh, because our dinner which will still take place on Tuesday, November 24th, will be uh, takeout style. So we will have um, the meals packed at Brandon Cultural Center, and then people can drive by the corner of North Washington and Vine and pick up a takeout from our volunteers. Uh, then the next day, we'll kick off our family-to-family giveaway, which normally would be at the Cultural Center. This year, we can't do that because it still does need to be drive through with COVID precautions. So that'll be at Scranton High School from 10 in the morning until 5.30 in the evening. And people will just drive through our line at Scranton High and we'll put all the makings of Thanksgiving dinner right in their trunk. So yes, it's going to be a little bit different this year. And that means no potato peeling party? Unfortunately, no, no potato peeling party. Um, we The restaurants and uh, businesses who typically cook for us are also taking COVID precautions. So they're just going to do all of the preparation and the cooking themselves. So... Everything else, though, as far as the presentation, the food that that folks are going to get is going to be the same amazing food that they have 40 years. Really? Really? This is our 44th. It started with, you know, Sister Adrian and uh, her first dinner, I believe, was in 1976 uh, and 1986. And she, um, you know, just fed 24 people that year. And and we've grown till 3000 meals. And that's what you're looking for this year, 3,000. 3,000. We are, we typically have a lot of folks, um, you know, adults and elderly that we would bust in from, you know, different 
you know, senior high rises and, and places where they could not get to the dinner themselves. So for them, we have some volunteers who are bringing the, the meals to them. And then we'll have 2,000 meals available to take out on the corner of North Washington and Vine. Okay. Now, when people are hearing about this, they're already excited, I'm sure. One of the other things that you always had was entertainment. Are you able to do that this year, too? Unfortunately, no. That's the thing that we're losing. And, and our favorite part of the dinner is that, you know, the entertainment, the conversation, and just, you know, the being together and spending the holiday together. And that's the hard part of, you know, this pandemic in general, but specifically with the holidays coming up. So, you know, we will be handing out the dinners. And I, unfortunately, people will have them, you know, alone or, or in their own homes. But what we did do is get students from all of the local schools to make these beautiful handmade cards for each uh, dinner recipient. So I think that'll be a little bit of entertainment and just you know feeling a part of a community and knowing that somebody cares about you. I don't know. I thought I had heard somewhere along the line that there were going to be some Friends of the Poor volunteers as the dinners were being handed out were going to be singing carols on the street <laughs> corner. Is that true? Uh, well, I'm sure that we'll have some people willing, but I'm not a great singer, so you won't find me there. <laughs> Now, when we're talking about all of this again happening, um, a, a lot of people are going to want to take part. Do they have to this year because of the different way that it's happening? Do they have to sign up, get in touch with you, register? Has any part of that changed? So those receiving the food don't have to register or anything. They just have to come, you know, the dinner and will be handed out from 2.30 to 5.30. On Tuesday and on Wednesday, family to family is 10 to 5.30. Uh, but volunteers, we are asking them to reach out and sign up with us first, just so we can make sure that we have enough space to distance and, and enough jobs for everybody, because this is such a different format for us that we don't know what it's going to look like. But there are not 3,000 meals to hand out to people, um, you know, at a table and to bring drinks and to break bread and, and all of the refilling so we don't know if we need as many people this year and we would like to have some distancing so if they could just send us an email call us even a facebook message first we'd really appreciate it and how do they get in touch with you they can call us at 570-340-6086 or email us at friends of the poor at fotp-ihm.org now explain to us a little bit about how the pickup, I know family to family is going to be a different type of pickup, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on, but from your standpoint for the dinner, how is that pickup going to work, and will that mean that there's going to be concern about um, vehicle, vehicular traffic in that area, parking, anything like that? So we are working with the Scranton police in the city to try to make sure that, you know, traffic will be okay. What we're asking people to do, no earlier than 2 o'clock because we will have enough meals for everyone so don't feel like you have to get there early, um, is that they'll pull in on the um, the 500 of North Washington where Lackawanna College has a parking lot. People will pull into that parking lot there and we'll stage the cars because that, that lot takes about uh, you know, goes from North Washington all the way over to Vines. Very big lot. And we will stage cars there and when we are ready to hand out We'll have people turn down Vine going towards North uh, Wyoming and Wyoming and, you know, where like Taglias is and more of the Lackawanna College buildings. And we'll put the uh, food right in your car there. So um, we're going to have some people on traffic control and hopefully not block up too much. But 
uh, the, the two blocks, maybe the 500 and 400 of North Washington, and those two corresponding blocks of Vine will be a little bit congested. And you're also working with some agencies that are going to help get the food distributed to some of those who might not be able to get there? Yes. So the the individuals who we typically had bust in, you know, we have a list of the different facilities and places that they, they would come from. And Meals on Wheels and Lackawanna County Area Agency on Aging is partnering with us to help us you know, prepare the meals and make sure that they are um, kept nice and warm and that they're nutritionally balanced for senior citizens. And we will have our volunteers from the Junior League of Scranton do the deliveries to each of those facilities. So that'll probably be about a thousand meals that we wouldn't be able to do without the partnership with Meals on Wheels and Area Agency on Aging. And I know a lot of people, again, uh, who are used to volunteering might now be able to help out in another way this year. Um, But how are you taking donations? So donations this year are going to be monetary because we had to order all of the food in, in so far in advance because there were, you know, limitations on quantities that you could order. There was difficulty getting certain items. So all of the food has been ordered and we are just asking for monetary donations. This year is a little bit more expensive for the dinner than in years past because we could have, you know, had in-kind donations last year of um, the plates and the cups and the napkins and everything. But this year we have to have, you know, specific takeout containers. We have to have bags and we even have tents and heaters and things outside for the volunteers. So it's going to cost us, you know, probably closer to twenty five to 30000 for the dinner this year. And we're asking for monetary donations to help cover that. And how do people do that? They can either go on our website, which is friendsofthepoorscranton.com our Facebook page, or, or if you're interested, you know, and you need um, assistance in, in mailing a check or, you know, calling in to do a donation, you can certainly call us at 570-340-6086. All right, Megan, wrap us up now as far as your portion of this is concerned and let us know the where, the when, and the how. So our dinner is Tuesday, November 24th at the Scranton Cultural Center. We'll be packing it. You can pick up on the corner of North Washington and Vine between 2.30 and 5.30 p.m. If you'd like to volunteer, please call us or to donate at 570-340-6086. Thanks as always, Megan, for that update. Now we'll bring in Linda Robeson. She's going to give us the update on the Family to Family program. Well, this year, the Family to Family Food Basket program has turned into something completely different with COVID. Um, Ryan and I, a couple of years ago, when we took over the program, realized that it was a Thanksgiving, Christmas, and food basket distribution. And we kind of hoped that someday we'd be able to do something in the summer because people are obviously not just hungry during the holidays. Well, be careful what you wish for, and certainly we would never wish COVID, but we've been able to accomplish that, you know, along with Friends of the Poor and several um, several different um, entities, we've been able to provide 22 emergency food basket giveaways. So our food basket program for Thanksgiving, which we do every year, is kind of a continuation of that. It's going to be a drive-through format this year because, of course, we can't do anything in person. Um, so the whole structure of it is going to be a little bit different. But if people have been coming to our emergency food giveaways all along, they'll know exactly what needs to happen. Now, who is this Ryan? Oh, my son, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, my son, Ryan. We have um, to give he, we have to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> no, I 
my son and my daughter-in-law, Mary Christine, helped me with the program. And, you know, soon my two granddaughters, who are very young, will be able to help us as well. So That's a great way to get them started. Now, you mentioned the fact that it is going to be a little different, but yet kind of the same. So when is it all happening? Okay, so typically our food basket giveaway is at the Cultural Center. This year, it's going to be at Scranton High School. Like I said, it will be a drive-through format. Um, it will run from 10 until 5.30 because we realize there are still people working, so we want to make sure that they can still come in. There are tents, or there are, I'm sorry, there are lights in the parking lot, so, you know, they don't have to worry about driving through because, of course, at that point, it will be dark at Scranton High School. Now, what is going to be different as far as the event itself in normally you give certain things in the baskets? Is that going to change this year? No, it's not. Um, it's Everything is going to be exactly the same. I mean, we were very fortunate because I don't know if people are aware, it's been hard to get food all during the COVID pandemic. Um, you know, sometimes when we would say, okay, we've because we've been feeding approximately 1,000 people a week. Now, we are prepared for 3,000 for Thanksgiving because we typically get close to 3,000 families in a normal year for Thanksgiving. So we are definitely prepared for 3,000 people, but it will have the same thing, the turkey, the potatoes, you know, the stuffing, the bread, the pies, everything that they always do. And if anyone is going to be coming to this now, how do you have this set up? I, I know people who have been to Scranton High School, as you said, for the uh, COVID giveaways that have been happening and are continuing to happen, actually. Um, th- they might be familiar with it, but if someone is just going to, for the first time, go for family to family, since it is going to be different and they're used to that, what can they expect? What exactly would, would they see when they get there? I do have to say people will start lining up early, but you're just going to pull into the Scranton High School and we are going to have people directing traffic like right from the entrance of the high school because you will literally just, it's not even up by the high school. We're down in one of the lower parking lots. So people will drive right through um, and there will be people, um, when they do come in, the only thing that people are going to do is they're going to ask them how many people are in their family and what their zip code is, because that's information that we need to have. But other than that, um, people will just be directing them right through the tents. When they get to the tents, we will load all. We just ask them to pop their trunk. We put all of their food in, and they just pull right out in the back. So it's a very, it's a very nice flow. You know, it just flows right through. But we don't want people to feel like they have to get there super early because we do have, we do have plenty of food. Um, we are prepared, so please don't feel like you have to start coming and waiting in line for five hours because we have no idea what the weather is going to be like on that day. We're, of course, praying for good weather. But yeah, please don't be worried because we will have something for everybody. Now, when I had the opportunity to talk to Megan about the event that will be the day before your event, she was mentioning the fact that it was difficult to get food, and she also mentioned the fact that volunteers, in her case, are going to be a little bit different. What about volunteers for your event? Well, that is true. Because with COVID and the restrictions and um, and because it's a different setup, typically we have hundreds of volunteers, but that's because we usually give a specific turkey size per family with this with this format, 
it's only going to be one size turkey, which is going to be 16 pounds. Um, so we only have like one table. So that kind of cuts down half the volunteers we need. So we do ask that you just don't show up on that day, that you either get in touch with me through um, the Family to Family um, Facebook page, or you can contact Friends of the Poor because we do kind of have to limit some of the groups and we're not, we don't really want um, people under the age of 18 because with the traffic and everything else, it gets a little bit crazy sometimes. And the other thing that she also mentioned again in her instance, because they were doing the dinner and there would be in-kind donations. Now, you traditionally were looking for monetary donations. So I'm going to assume that that is carrying into this year as well. Yeah. Because with all the emergency food giveaways, you know, we have been fundraising, but we do get some federal help and, you know, from the Weinberg Foundation. But Thanksgiving is is completely funded by people who send in their donations. So this is all food that we had to purchase. So, yes, we're looking at a very large bill. And, of course, because, as I mentioned before, it was difficult to get some of the food. Some of it's a little bit higher price this year. You know, we had to start ordering in July because we weren't sure we were going to be able to get the quantities that we wanted. So to donate, um, we also have the text to give. So you just text THANKS to 570-525-5956, or you can send your contribution into Family to Family, PO Box 13, Scranton, PA, 18501. And, of course, any donation makes a difference. Any amount makes a difference. All right, Linda, I'm going to give you the uh, floor and I'm going to let you let everybody know again when this is happening, where it is happening, what time it is happening, what to expect when people get there. And again, if you can just give us those last uh, two bits of information as far as the donations, it's all yours, Linda. Well, thank you, Paula. Our Family to Family Food Basket Program is taking place on November 25th. It will be held at the Scranton High School this year from 10 until 5.30. We do ask volunteers who want to participate to please get in touch with us through the Family to Family Facebook page or to email Friends of the Poor. And um, if you would like to make a donation, we have the Text to Give site, which you just text THANKS to 570-525-5956. You can also send donations to Family to Family, PO Box 13, Scranton, Pennsylvania, 18501. And we just want you to know that once you pull into Scranton High School, there will be people who will be able to direct you. Please don't be intimidated because it's a drive-through. We want this to be a very easy experience for you and not in the least bit stressful. So people will just kind of guide you through the process. And again, please don't feel like you have to come first thing in the morning because we have enough food for 3,000 people. And thank you for your donations, for your volunteering, and all of your support. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Linda Robeson and Megan Loftus for giving us the update on that. And one that we haven't mentioned is the Interfaith Prayer Service. In light of the current pandemic, once again, it will be carried out in a different way. It's used to kick off the holiday programming by celebrating the gratitude, joy, and hope that are part of every faith tradition. This year, it will be held virtually. 
Friday, November 20th at 7 p.m. It's going to be via Zoom, and if you would like to make reservations, you can contact the Scranton Area Ministerium. Again, that's for the Interfaith Prayer Service. And once again, for the Family to Family Food Basket Program, that will be on Wednesday, November 25th at Scranton High School from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. You'll be getting your groceries placed right in your vehicles. The way that they're going to be handling the dinner that normally would take place inside the Scranton Cultural Center is they're going to be packed as takeouts and handed out outside of the Scranton Cultural Center again from 3 until 6 p.m. on Tuesday the 24th as a drive-by event. That's also in partnership with Lackawanna County Area on Aging, Meals on Wheels of Northeastern Pennsylvania. So if you need more information, all you need to do is get a hold of the folks at the Friends of the Poor in Scranton. Now don't go away. When we come back, it can happen to you on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Now we're going to find out about stroke and how it is the leading cause of long-term disability in the state of Pennsylvania. Every 40 seconds, someone in the United States has a stroke. Nearly 2 million brain cells die each minute that a stroke goes untreated. Stroke is the fifth most common cause of death in America. The longer the brain goes without blood supply and oxygen, the higher likelihood of a disability. That's one of the reasons why Dr. Clemens Shermer is joining us today, because he's going to tell us how to calculators and voice your support for improving the state's protocols for stroke patients. It's a national campaign, Get Ahead of Stroke. And we're going to meet a stroke patient who said... It could never happen to me. Dr. Shermer, how does one know that they might be having a stroke, first of all? That is an excellent question and is really getting uh, already at the heart of what we need to do with this um, uh, you know, campaign to raise awareness. Um, a lot of patients uh, will know that they're having a stroke because um, they themselves or their loved ones or family will notice um, a asymmetry. Um, a, either like a weakness or a droop in their face, the inability to speak or the inability to see right. Uh, but there are also some strokes that happen without the patient actually knowing this very well, or even worse, the patient being unable to um, express that they're having a stroke. And you mentioned the campaign. Can you explain the Get Ahead of Stroke campaign to our listeners? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So Get Ahead of the Stroke is a national uh, public education and advocacy campaign. And the idea is here to really look at the systems of care that are in place for stroke and, and improve on them. And in particular, um, we have some um, you know things that we want to get out here in Pennsylvania because in Pennsylvania, uh, stroke is uh, ahead of, or in a, in a bad way, ahead of the national average. It's the fourth leading cause of death rather than the fifth leading in the rest of the nation. And uh, we really want uh, people to know about this and, and uh, bring this back to their legislators um, and representatives um, that we need um, you know, better protocols um, that the state um, puts out that informs and drives what the emergent medical system, so EMS, 
um, that comes and gets you um, and brings you to the nearest hospital, uh, what they do with you if you're having a stroke, if they think that you're having a stroke. What would they do? Because a lot of people don't realize that getting there is time is of the essence. And why is that important? What they do is they essentially have to triage um, and they have to figure out, you know, are you having a stroke? Is that highly likely? And what is the best and the most appropriate uh, place to bring you to? Um, and that's where the time comes into uh, play. Uh, we do know and we, we have like this um, uh, motto that time is brain. Um, you know, every second in that sense uh, does count. And uh, we do know that if you're brought to a hospital, but that hospital doesn't specialize in the treatment of stroke and is not a primary or even uh, better, a comprehensive um, stroke center, um, then, you know, just being there will actually lose time, you know, even though that is not the intention in the first place. Uh, but uh, it will take more time to bring you to from a first hospital to a second hospital in a lot of circumstances than what it would have been to bring you to that second uh, most appropriate hospital in the first place. Um, and uh, that's where, you know, the, the new, if you will, since a couple of years, way of treating a lot of strokes is um, to actually look at that large vessel occlusion that happens, uh, you know, where that vessel is blocked in the uh, brain vessel uh, uh, branching um, a tree that um, we can go in there surgically and pull it out uh, with wires and catheters. Um, but that is not something that we can offer at every hospital across the nation. So bringing you to that uh, place that can do this, this comprehensive stroke center, um, is really important um, to get this done as early as possible. So what about the use of TPA? So TPA is the uh, what some people call a clot-busting drug that um, you know is super helpful, um, but the indication for this is somewhat more limited. Um, and the main thing that happens is that it is really only indicated for uh, patients to be used within the first three or maybe four and a half hours. Um, and uh, that in, in some uh, regions of the country is a challenge in itself because, you know, just getting to a hospital um, that has this uh, may take you longer because, um, you know, sometimes strokes are not recognized right away. Um, also, sometimes transport is an issue. And then also, a lot of patients actually go to bed normal and then they wake up with a deficit, for example, and it is entirely unclear when in the middle of the night that stroke actually occurred. And we do have to assume that the last known well, which we call that time point um, that we go by, was actually when you went to bed. And uh, by definition, you're then outside of the time window of opportunity to actually use that drug. In selected patients, the uh, mechanical way of getting to that clot, which is to pull it out surgically, um, that is available for some selected patients up to 24 hours right now. Um, and uh, that is inherently a much larger time window of opportunity. Um, so it is um, you know, available to potentially more patients, uh, but we do still have to select the right patients to uh, benefit from this. So once again, the Get Ahead of Stroke campaign, and you are hoping to do what with this, Dr. Shermer, as far as getting the word out to people so that they can better speak to EMS? Yes, exactly. So we want to get more education and, and awareness around that stroke is a big deal. It is uh, one of the leading causes of death. 
um, getting to your state legislator and asking for improved and enhanced protocols that will inform what actually happens with you should you have a stroke and EMS comes and picks you up um, is really important because at that point it is too late to argue and debate about what to do. That needs to be set in place beforehand um, so it moves smoothly um, and most expeditiously when it actually happens to you or your loved one. Once again, thanks to Dr. Clemens Shermer, Vice Chair, Neurosurgery Department, Geisinger Health System, for giving us the information about Get Ahead of Stroke, a national public education and advocacy campaign designed to improve systems of care for stroke patients. October 29th is World Stroke Day, but it's important every day because anyone could have a stroke at any time. That's why it's important to contact legislators so that they know and they can get better protocols in place. Next on Special Edition, I'm going to introduce you to someone who had a stroke and was very fortunate because not only was she able to get there in plenty of time to get the help needed, but didn't suffer any lengthy side effects, as which many people do with strokes. Hi, I'm Paula Dagnan. Welcome to Special Edition and my story of having a stroke. Probably one of the biggest things that we tell ourselves is, it can't happen to me. Well, I'm here to tell you that it can, and if it does, pay attention to it. It was back on September 2nd, a typical day, Got out of bed, started to work, doing my newscasts for intercom communications as I always do. But then at 10.01, and that's an important thing to remember exactly what time that was, I noticed that I couldn't lift my left arm. Not at all. Couldn't feel it, couldn't lift it, couldn't make a fist, couldn't do anything with it. Something told me that things were not right. Now, typically, I would have said, oh, I'll just let it go, I'll shake it off, I'll go for a walk, but something told me, or maybe someone told me, that I should get myself to the emergency department, so I did. Now, I should have called an ambulance, that's very true, but I didn't. Instead, I have great neighbors. Two of them were out doing errands, but the third, Donna, just happened to be home. She came over and said, you're right. You need to go to the emergency department. So we did. And I have to send out great big shout out kudos to the folks at Wilkes-Barre General Hospital Emergency Department and then to their stroke department and also to the wonderful angels in the intensive care unit. Because I was back home in 24 hours with no effects. Now that's not necessarily typical, but it did happen for me. And here's how. When I arrived at the emergency department, the first thing that they asked me is, did you notice what time this started? And I was able to tell them 10.01 a.m. Now, I was at the emergency department by 11 o'clock, so I just about had an hour under my belt. And that's good, because what they were going to administer to me was a drug called TPA. It's a mega clot buster. I'd heard about it because, again... I do special edition and a lot of other programs where I have an opportunity to talk to the experts. And sometimes along the way, I learn some things. 
I wasn't even checked into the emergency department when the nurse in triage was standing at the door calling me in. When I went in and sat down and they asked me what was going on, I told them it had to do with this left arm. So she lifted up my arms and said, now when I let go, you're going, oh, nope, didn't happen. My arm fell down like a ton of bricks. And that's when I heard over the intercom, stroke alert in triage, stroke alert in triage. And I thought, could that really be happening to me? Well, it was. And it did. The next thing I know, I'm on a gurney and I'm being whisked into the CT scan. And on the way, the nurse asking me questions. What's your name? What's your address? Who's your contact information? Who's your emergency contact? And that's when I realized I didn't have one at the moment because one month ago to the day, my husband Bob had passed away. So now they not only have a woman who's possibly having a stroke, but they have a woman who's realizing that her husband is not going to be by her side this time. They were great. They helped. They calmed me down. They took the CT scan and the doctor came in and said, I'm going to suggest TPA. Now, I'm not going to give you the name of what it is because I can't pronounce it. Just remember TPA. And you can only have it within a certain amount of time when you start to have symptoms. And it just so happened that I did. My symptoms started at 10.01. I was there by 11, and it was now close to 11.25, and they were going to administer it to me in plenty of time. And I can tell you the outcome, it worked. The thing with TPA, though, is you can't move for 24 hours because it's such an extensive clot-busting drug that the slightest movement the wrong way And you could have some very serious problems, more serious even than probably the stroke. So they kept me in bed and I was able to recover after being taken upstairs to the angels in the intensive care unit. And indeed they were. They talked to a very scared woman. They gave her some great direction. The folks from the stroke unit came in and also gave me more information and slowly my feeling and movement in my left arm returned. It was quite an experience and something that I'm still dealing with today because, as I said, it was a typical morning when I woke up and I didn't expect anything like that to ever happen to me. But now that it has, I hope that if anything like that happens to you, Hearing my story will make you a little bit more aware that you need to get help and you need to get it fast. Don't put it off. And by the way, remember fast. Face is for drooping. If you notice a droop on one side of your face, that could be a stroke. A is for arm not moving. And that's what happened to me. S is for speech that could be garbled. And if that happens, you may even sound like you're intoxicated, but it could be indeed a stroke. And T in fast is time. It means get to some place where they can evaluate you, call an ambulance. Don't let that thought in the back of your head that this can't be happening to me keep you 
from getting the help in the timely fashion that you need. And as I told them in the hospital when I was getting ready to leave 24 hours later, that I think it was my best boy, Bob, that was the one who said, you better get to the hospital because this can happen to you. Now coming up next on Special Edition, Dennis Curtin, Wise Markets Director of Public Relations. They have been helping to raise funds for disabled veterans of America. Veterans Day is coming up this week, and you still have an opportunity to give. We'll have the details next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Thanks for joining us. Throughout the month of November, there are many different occasions coming up. Of course, Thanksgiving, Election Day, and Veterans Day. Dennis Curtin is the Director of Public Relations with Wise Markets. They have already been working with Disabled Veterans of America for several years. This year, they have a way that you can help just by shopping at the store and rounding up. Dennis is here to give us the details. Dennis, let's have you explain a little bit about Wise Markets. Now, we all know in our area who they are, but it seems as though they have a little bit more than just ed- eggs and bread and milk on their minds. They seem to be more community. Is that true? We, we like to think of ourselves as a locally focused, locally connected company. Uh, we got our start in, in, in central Pennsylvania in Sunbury uh, more than 100 years ago. And we've been part of the communities that we serve since then. And and part of what we like to do, what we believe in, is giving back to those communities, the communities where customers have embraced us and and go to our stores. That's what being a good neighbor is all about, uh, being part of the community and giving back to the community uh, when, you know, there's a need. And it also is very evident around certain times of the year, of course, when there are different food drives that I know that you folks have a, an opportunity to spearhead in the community. This one that you're going to tell us about today now, how did all this become, how did all this come about? Does this have anything to do with the fact that some of these folks may be part of the Wise family? We started working with Paralyzed Veterans of America four years ago. And wh- while we have always uh, supported veterans' causes. Uh, this was a little more formalized for us. And the reason is we saw a need. This is an organization that uh, helps America's paralyzed veterans, men and women. Uh, today, there are more than 40,000 veterans uh, with some form of spinal injury. Uh, what they do is they provide healthcare advocacy uh, benefit support, uh, employment support, sports and recreation programs, and also sort of architecture pro- programs, you know, residence design to, to help people negotiate uh, uh, their homes when their mobility is impacted. Uh, we thought this was a really good cause. Uh, our late chairman, Robert Wise, uh, right out of college, went into the U.S. Army Air Force in 1941 and returned to, to Wise Markets in 1946. Uh, he was always proud of his service to his country. Uh, in, in the past, you know, with 9-11, we had a, a military leave program where we also pay, 
paid any associate who went into the National Guard their salary. So, I mean, this is something that we've always uh, cared about, that has always been a focus for us. So now, exactly what are you going to be doing with the Paralyzed Veterans of America's mission? With the Paralyzed Veterans of America, and we started earlier this month, and it will run through Veterans Day, which is November 11th. Whenever a customer goes into a Wise Market store, they have a chance to make a donation. Uh, we, we sell vouchers, one, three, five, and ten dollars. Uh, they can also round up their purchase at self-checkout. And we think this is a great way to raise money for Paralyzed Veterans of America, or PVA as we call them for short. And we know this because we've done it for four years. We've raised more than $500,000, and we expect to have a really big year this year. Um, as we know, these are challenging times, and it, it, it's challenging for everybody, you know, including you know, veterans' organizations. So you know, when times are tough, you want to be in their corner. And is this how you've done the uh, helping with them in the past, again, at the checkout at the register? Yes, the the new um, the new uh, feature this year is that now uh, customers can round up uh, at self checkout, and we've seen a lot of generosity through that route. Uh, it, it it's not as big a donation, but the, the numbers are pretty big. But also, they're they're giving at at, at the cashier, to, you know, at, at fully manned cashier lanes as well. Uh, our customers have been supportive of, of many causes over the years. We just came off a, a program called Fight Hunger to support food banks and raised a record amount of money. And also, at Wise Markets, we're not just asking customers for money. We're also donating money on our own uh, to, to support these causes. Because a lot of times when you're asked for money uh, by, say, you know, at a, at a retail food retailer, you wonder, does the company have any skin in the game? Are they also making a donation? And in Wise Market's case, the answer is yes. That's a good point, because I think you're absolutely right. And you, a lot of times we do get bombarded with a lot of different places that we go. And as we're leaving, we're asked, do you want to do this? Do you want, and, you know, so it's good that you have the opportunity to come right out and say exactly what you're doing. Do you have any idea so far that you've been doing this, uh, how much you've raised, kind of a guesstimate just for us? Uh, I believe we are closing in on $200,000, but that's just a guesstimate. Uh, We have a couple more weeks. We hope to really uh, see things uh, steadily increase. Uh, and, and we believe it will. Uh, and on Veterans Day, uh, we'll announce what we've uh, raised, and we will present that check to the president of uh, Paralyzed Veterans of America. They're a good cause. We've, we, we've worked with them for some time now. We've met many of their their people, the people who, who work for them, who advocate for them, and they're an impressive organization. Uh, you know, we have the greatest military in the world, uh, you know, we, we employ many, many veterans uh, and have employed in the past as well. Uh, honoring their service and being there for them after they've been there for us, you know, we, we consider that an important thing to do. And we should also mention to our listeners that this is not just happening at the Wise Markets 
round in our listening area. This is every wise market. Every wise market. You know, we we operate 195 stores in seven states. Uh, soon to be 196 in Dingman's Ferry and Pike County. But um, every store, uh, customers will have the opportunity to make this donation. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of people out there who they are generous. They say, yeah, that's a good cause. I'd like to donate. And, and, and we are truly grateful for that. I think that's wonderful. Also, when you were mentioning about the checkout, are you still doing, because that was one of the things that came along in the uh, whole beginning of the pandemic, was grocery stores were uh, doing things more things online, people coming, picking up their, are you, are you able to incorporate that into that aspect as well? Uh, yes, they have the option to make a donation when they are ordering their uh, uh, groceries online, their food online through our Wise to Go uh, online uh, shopping. Uh, as you might expect, since the pandemic, we've seen a tremendous demand for this service. Uh, it's a good service. Uh, you know, you have uh, up to you know four hour turnaround, which is really good in in, in in our business. So, and we have a lot of people who really appreciate it. Absolutely. Sometimes it takes me more than four hours. So I give them a lot of credit when they're able to do that. (laughs) Dennis, this is great. This, do you have any idea what the, the, uh, the paralyzed veterans have done with any of the other uh, monies that you have been able to give them over the years? This uh, helps build up their resources and their programs to reach out and to help uh, veterans uh, who have spinal injuries. And for that matter, if any veteran calls them and and looks for assistance, they don't turn them away. And they help thousands of veterans uh, every year. Uh, Their big thing is is that uh, they're they're based in the Arlington, uh, Virginia area. And their big thing is is that when they get called uh, and there's an issue for a veteran, they assign a caseworker to help that veteran and to see it through. It's a very effective and efficient system. Uh, They use the money that we raise very wisely. No pun intended. Very good. And along those lines, would we be able to see any of that money here throughout Northeastern Pennsylvania from, from our local wise market donations as well? The, the way we say it is, is that if there is a veteran, uh, uh, a veteran with a, with spinal cord injuries or issues in Northeast PA, and if they call PVA, the Paralyzed Veterans of America, and ask for assistance, they will be helped. Uh, I, I don't have you know the numbers of you know calls and, and people that they they help, other than it, it's thousands of veterans every year all across the country, including in Northeast Pennsylvania and Central Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, I would think that uh, if there maybe if there are any local who are hearing, maybe the, hearing this, maybe they could give you a call and say, hey, I was one of those people you were talking about who was helped. Yeah, by- that would be great. Yeah. And, if, and also uh, Paralyzed Veterans of America. I do not have their website uh, address, but if you Google it, you can find it very quickly. Uh, they're a good, resourceful uh organization that has stood the test of time 
They have been in operation since 1946. And when did Weiss begin? 1912. Oh, you're a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. But you weren't there for the grand opening. No, I wasn't. I, I you know, my grandfather could have been, but <laughs> but you weren't. <laughs> so, Dennis, once again, give us the details. How can people help out the Weiss Markets locations throughout, of course, in our area, Northeast Pennsylvania? And uh, when exactly is all this going to be wrapping up so that they can get out there? Now through November 11th, which is uh, Veterans Day, customers have the opportunity to come into Wise Market Store when they are shopping for their groceries. And as they're checking out, they have a chance to make a, a small donation to the paralyzed veterans of America. Uh, we make it easy. We have, they can purchase vouchers of one, three, five, and ten dollars. Uh, all of the money that we raise will go to the Paralyzed Veterans of, of America. Uh, customers who use self-checkout can also round up their purchase uh, and donate to the Paralyzed Veterans of America. And also, as a company, we will also make our own corporate donation because you know we think it'd be important to, if our customers are, are, are making a donation, we think we should too. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories, a production of Intercom Communications. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.